afternoon. Happy Friday. Thanks for joining us here on the BetUS MBA show. Chris Farley, Alex Christensen, and Kate Constable here with you once again. Alex, we got to talk to Chris a bit yesterday, but I haven't seen you since the All-Star break. We haven't talked much, at least on this show. So how was your break? What did you do with the extra time you had? It was really kind of bizarre. I mean, there's just this hole in your life. You get up every day, <laughs> and part of your routine is you look at this stuff, and you know, you know, it's coming. I mean, thank God for tennis. Um, you know, tennis persists no matter what's going on. There's tennis. So got a little bit into that. Was able to go through, sort of clean some tools up. Actually spent some time with my family and some friends and things like that, which is kind of like a nice change of pace. But I mean, honestly, it wasn't too much different. Maybe just, you know, time spent doing slightly other things on my computer instead of NBA. But there was a hole left in your heart without me, Chris and Josh for five days, right? I don't know. I was just sitting every day at like four o'clock, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, just talking to myself. My wife was just, like, what are you doing? Like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. It's just me. Well, we missed you as well. We had a fun yesterday on our first show back. Uh, and we'll recap the night real quick before we jump into some games today. Chris, since you were on the show yesterday, uh, tell us a little bit about your evening. Well, it feels as if I, I, I won most of my plays because personally I did, but uh, I didn't get I didn't get the right numbers on this show, um, and that's okay, right? The Nets team total went over 106. Um, that actually felt like it could have been it could have been a little higher. Uh, they they were not uh, making their shots last night, but there they go the Celtics again. You know the Celtics do this thing where you expect unders, and you expect their exceptional defense, which st- still happens. But the Celtics offense has just been incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it didn't look like they missed a shot in the first quarter, so. Um, they look fantastic. All my other bets on the Celtics hit, needless to say. Uh, and what the heck was my other bet? I, I, I kind of forget. Uh, I don't know. You were was... Hawks. Oh yeah. Hawks and Bulls. Yeah. The Hawks. So the Hawks was, see, I, again, I got, that was up to six and a half. I got it for four. So for me, that was a push this show, three and a half killing me, but DeMar DeRozan does it again. Um, there, there's, there has to be some regret. I mean, maybe there doesn't have to be some negative regression for the erosion um the erosion <laughs> it's friday guys it's been a long week <laughs> uh for marcus DeRozan. i mean he has just been lights out in those situations especially which is i mean that those are high pressure situations so good for him good for the bulls get another win i was expecting more from the hawks they were actually leading late into that uh fourth quarter but unfortunate night here for the numbers i had in the show chris you need a drink after the show because i believe you just called him Marcus DeRozan. Did I hear that right, Alex? DeMarcus DeRozan. Oh, DeMarcus. I really enjoyed DeMarcus DeRozan. I mean, I love that you just kind of make up names. (laughs) You fly by the seat of your own pants, whatever the saying is. Listen, I I understood what he was talking about. I flew down here. I flew down here for the show. I'm buying a house. I'm selling a house. There's a lot going on, guys. You got all Uh, sorts of things happening. All kinds of things happening. But now that we're here, we're locked in. DeMar DeRozan. Let's go. Alex, how was your night? A lot of close calls as well, but you know the the needle went my way last night. I had the Cavaliers Pistons total at over two hundred eight. It finished right at two hundred nine. I had the Chicago Bulls team total over one nineteen and a half. That didn't go so hot, but the Timberwolves team total of one eighteen and a half cashed by half a point. So with Chris's small misses, were my small wins. So pretty happy about that. You love to see it. I had the uh, Hawks team total over 119, and that did not cash either. But I also had the Suns Thunder 
over in that one hit. Suns put up 124 points, won that game by 20. They were a 10-point favorite on the road there. So overall, decent night for us. And Josh um, on the show yesterday had Pistons plus six, and the Pistons won outright. So good for Josh. Another tally in the win column for him. And speaking of win columns, let's take a look at our overall record as we get things started off today. And as we get things started off, we'd also love it if uh, you would head over to the chat feature and throw some questions in there or comments, anything you guys want answered. We'll always get those uh, answered towards the end of the show. Also love it if you would hit the uh, little alert button and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you know when we're going live and you don't miss a thing because uh, Alex and Chris have been winning quite a bit lately. Alex, 67 and 56, and Chris, 80 and 57. Things are looking good for you two gentlemen. All right, we will kick things off today talking about, ooh, yuck, the Magic and Rockets. <laughs> Not a good game, let me tell you. Magic are a four-point favorite, though. Total here is 235. Rockets are the worst team in the West. Magic are the worst team in the East. When you bring two terrible teams together, Alex, what, do, what can we expect? A whole heck of a lot of points. I think that we're going to see scoring in bunches here. Um, I think this is a nice spot for the Orlando Magic. And I can't believe I'm saying this. This is as many Magic team total unders as I've had this season. The Magic have such an easy schedule. It's teams like this every single night for Orlando. And when you have a young team now that's finally healthy, Wagner has finally started to get himself into you know, a little bit of good form here. He's starting to play some good basketball with their guards finally starting to be healthy. Cole Anthony, you know, makes a difference. And they're a team that I think, you know, continues to try to win. If you look, they've had some success over bad teams. But, you know, again, it's, it's hard to play a lot of those. But you start to look down the rest of the schedule. Houston, Indiana, a handful of times. Um, Detroit, I think they get to play a couple times down there. It's just a really easy schedule for them. So I think I'll be backing them, especially just to score a lot of points here. Um, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to cover numbers and things like that. Houston is still a pretty solid roster top to bottom, again, in comparison to Orlando. But I just think the Magic are going to put up a bunch of points kind of the rest of the way out here. So give me a Magic team total over. Let's go the other way. Love it. And Chris, you agree with that based on what you're taking tonight? I do. Again, I got this total at 229 and it you know kept on shooting up. Are we are we moving lines, the three of us? That might be happening. Uh, we might be at this point, yeah. Throw that out there. But yeah, I, I think there's gonna be plenty of points in this one, just like Alex said. Two really fast paced teams too. They're they're both top five usually in pace uh, from game to game. So one is just gonna feed into the other. Uh, you know, there's always more potential on offense from these teams every night. Certainly more than their defenses. Their defenses don't provide much resistance. And I think the matchups here are, are pretty good, too. Christian Wood, I think he's going to have a length advantage down low. The the Magic, even though they're obviously not a good team, they do have some scoring talent, especially in their starting five. Carter Jr., uh, Cole Anthony, obviously. Uh, Wagner starting to come into his own, like Alex mentioned, and Suggs. So, I, you know, and, and from what we've noticed, uh, Dennis Schroeder, only increases the pace for the Rockets as well. So the, this is going to be a fast-paced game where, where, you know, the way I'm looking at this is whether these teams want to win or not, this is sort of the part of the season, well, okay, well, you know you're not going to make the playoffs. You're not going to make a dent here really in, in any real way. So it's kind of a time for these players to show off their talent, you know, um, individually for their own careers. I mean, there's still something to play for in that sense. And, and that usually shows itself on the offensive side of the ball. I also like how Kevin Porter Jr. has been more of a playmaker, averaging over six assists per game. So really, like all the positives that are affiliated with these two teams are, are on the offensive end. 
in a fast-paced game. I, I love the over. I still like it at 235, which is, I think, what I got it for in the show. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to get get up there to around 240. The real question is, Kate, are you going to bet on the Orlando Magic? No, I'm not going <laughs> to bet on the Orlando Magic. That's a very easy answer for me. I looked at this game, and I, I – yeah, no. If, if I had to lean one way, I would take the Rockets, just because the Magic have been favorites, what, like three times this season. I think the Rockets have some – better talent, Christian Wood. Uh, Jalen Green and Cole Anthony will be going head-to-head tonight. Do we think we're going to see some dunks tonight? They were both in the dunk yes. contest, and they both uh, kind of not so good with uh, having 17 opportunities before they actually got it in. Alex, I know. I, I wanted to talk to you about this because I knew you would hate the dunk contest and everything that happened. They gotta cut the attempts down. This whole thing. Anytime you go to the rim is an attempt. You get two tries. I agree. You move forward. You hold the basketball and you make any move inside the three-point line towards the rim. That's an attempt. I, I you know, the NBA tried to open the contest up and make it a little more exciting by giving these guys opportunities to do crazy stuff, but they underestimated how much you lose the audience with those little lulls. The reason mm-hmm. that, you know the skills competition is fun, the three-point shootout is fun, they're moving. Stuff's yep. happening. You know, there's little breaks or commercials, but we're up there. We're firing. Here's the first round. Here's the second round. Finals. Done. Let's get the heck out of here. I mean, the, the dunk contest, I mean, you're watching. It's like a dunk every 10 minutes. It's just exhausting. <laughs> so they got to cut the attempts down. they got to change the definition of attempts. And they got to find some way to get some better players to do this competition. With all due respect for these four guys, I don't really care about watching them dunk a basketball. Let's try to get some better players here. I know that Zach Levine wasn't hurt, but he should be in this contest every single year. Um, you should just try to look and find some more exciting young all-stars. I don't know. Can John Morant do some dunk stuff? Like, whatever. we got to find some better players here. I mean, this contest used to be great because everyone made their first dunk, and it was Vince Carter and guys of that level. Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Stephen Fran- Stevie Francis. Like, why yeah. has LeBron never won a dunk contest? Let's get it together, folks. Does anyone know why? Sorry. Does anyone know why LeBron has never competed in one? Because he doesn't have to. I yeah. know he doesn't have I get to. Hurt. I mean, following after Jordan, you would have thought that he would have wanted to put that on his resume too. Yeah, l- let's get John Moran out there for a slam oh dunk. Oh my contest. gosh, that would be unreal. I mean, his dunks in the All-Star game right away were insane. Um, yeah. and that's and that's you know, during I mean, it's not a real game, but still it's during the play of the game. So what can he do without that? Um, yeah, let's get John there. Please, at least, at least he brings an intensity that some of these other players. I don't know what they do. Yeah, uh, do you guys wear Timberlands at all? Never in my life. Yeah, I was never cool enough to wear them. They were like the shoe to wear in high school. Uh, you know, like the the cool guys yeah. were like had like them pulled really far up, and the pants would go inside of them. Have? And I just never. Are you a, are you a big Timberlands? No, I'm not, but Cole Anthony wore them in the dunk contest, so I was going to see if you guys would give him a few extra points for at least dunking in those. I mean, that's kind of hard. Yeah, they're heavy. It was, but if he had done it the first time, it would have been cool. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> very fair. The tenth time, it's not as impressive. The the juxtaposition between Shaq's photos years ago and now was, was all you need to know about the yeah. slam dunk contest. That was perfect, yes. All right, well, enough about the slam dunk contest. In this game, Rockets versus Magic, both of you have plays, taken overs. Chris playing the game over. Alex, the Magic team total. The Spurs are in our nation's capital, playing the Wizards tonight. Spurs are a three-point favorite on the road. Total here is 224 and a half. 
Wizards have kind of been all over the place this season, struggled to find consistency, whereas the Spurs went into the All-Star break, winning uh, four of their last five and, you know, starting to put a string of good games together. So, Alex, again, I will start with you. Who do you like in this one? The Spurs and the Spurs by quite a bit here. Um, This is a game where I'm just wondering if they haven't taken a chance to look at the Washington Wizards depth chart here to notice that um, their point guards tonight will be Raul Neto and Ish Smith, who with all due respect to their time in Philadelphia, although brief it was, should not be starting for any NBA team, let alone playing major minutes. Um, Those are going to be your point guards tonight. They continue to play Danny Avito a lot. He gets to be better. Kispert doesn't do much for me. Caldwell Pope's a nice player. Kuzma has kind of let me down a little bit, but Porzingis is out. Beal is out. Thomas Bryant's day-to-day. So this just looks like a mess of a roster to me, and the Spurs continue to kind of happily chuck along and and beat up on teams like this. Uh, You know, night-to-night, they have a solid roster of guards. Derek White's not there taking up time. I think that's really kind of settled the roster down them for um, set of the roster down for them a little bit. And McDermott being back helps a little bit stretching the floor out. So I have the Spurs here by almost six points. So happy to lay the three. I like the Spurs in this one as well. Just a game and a half back from the Blazers for the 10th seed too. So these games do matter for the Spurs. And Greg Popovich is always a coach that, you know, gets his team up for these games. And, and they play hard night in and night out. Not to mention... Popovich is two wins behind Don Nelson for the most regular season coaching wins in NBA history. Another little piece of added motivation for his players to want to, you know, win these next couple games for him and get him that record. And then just the inconsistency of this Wizards team throughout the season, throughout even just the last month. Never know what you're going to get from them night in and night out. So I'm going to bank on not getting much from them on most nights. And I will also lay the three with the Spurs. Chris, any thoughts on this one? I think I think this is a really smart play by both of you. Um, I, I, I like everything you said. I can't disagree with anything. You know, you know everything that I feel about this game on the Wizards when I'm trying to evaluate um, how much they should be a dog based on Kyle Kuzma's play because really he's kind of he's kind of been the key factor for them on that offense, which is sort of laughable. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he is, you know, I was talking about this uh, with Kate earlier today. He's he's kind of like Ben Simmons. Um, in the sense that he's like, you know, his size, his ability, you know, natural ability, but the uh, motivation just isn't always there. So when he plays hard, uh, he can he can be really good for the Wizards and make a difference for them on both ends of the court. But it's just not consistent enough. The Spurs are kind of they got some momentum coming to, coming into this. Dejounte Murray is going to be the best player on the court, and for what it's worth, uh, these Spurs they are showing some consistency in some areas now. They are a really good. Uh, facilitating team. They pass that ball around a lot. They're number one in the NBA in assists per game. And they're number set two only to the Grizzlies in paint points per game, which is an area that the Wizards have regressed in from a defensive standpoint. So I think a lot of edges go here to the Spurs tonight, not to mention the lack of depth that Washington has. So I, I think the Spurs are really the only side you can look here. Yeah, Wizards bottom 10 in defending in the paint. Both of these teams also first end of a back-to-back for them. Spurs will play the Heat in Miami tomorrow, and Wizards will play in Cleveland. So Alex and I both play in the Spurs, minus three. Speaking of Miami, the Miami Heat are in New York to take on the Knicks tonight at Madison Square Garden. Heat are a six-point favorite, totals 211.5. Miami won six of their last seven heading into the All-Star break, whereas the Knicks, they've only won eight games since the start of the new year. So Two teams that are kind of trending in opposite directions. 
No Kemba Walker for the rest of the season for the Knicks as well, which makes things a, a little tricky for New York. Chris, who do you like in this game? I got to say, I was trying to look ahead to this game earlier in the week, and I thought that maybe the Knicks could be sneaky here coming off the All-Star break, you know, obviously needing to turn things around, find an identity again, uh, thinking that maybe Derrick Rose could come back uh, for this first game. But Derrick Rose, is, it doesn't look like he's going to play tonight. And the fact that Kemba Walker is now out, uh, R.J. Barrett is questionable with an ankle injury that is you know, just not the best part of your body to injure in basketball. Uh, so this feels like another one of those games where Julius Randle is probably going to have to take on a lot of the offensive pressure for the Knicks. Do not like that against the Miami Heat, who are so good, especially against two-point shots. They're so good in the paint. Uh, they're very disciplined. They force a ton of turnovers. Uh, the Heat turn over the ball a little too much, too, but I'm not too worried about that with the Knicks and the way that they're playing right now. Uh, and, you know, both of these teams are, are, are pretty good from beyond the arc, uh, but the Heat are better. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't think about the Miami Heat this way, but they're a top-three team in three-point shooting percentage. That's an area on defense where the Knicks really struggle. Uh, just top to bottom, the Miami Heat are a better team on both sides of the court. Tyler Hero coming off the bench could really be lethal tonight against this kind of shallow – Knicks defense these days. So just everything here has me pointing towards the Heat. Uh, kind of like this game to go over to. A ton of Heat games go over. The market still really isn't adjusting to that. And this is a low line. I believe it's still around 211. Uh, and these Knicks aren't exactly playing premier defense this year. So there should be a lot of opportunities for the Heat to score. Maybe you're looking at a Heat team total as well. Heat are 19 and 13 ATS on the road. The Knicks keep on disappointing at home, 13 and 17 at Madison Square Garden. I have this game around seven and a half, and that's really being conservative. I could probably push it up to eight. So I, I think there's still plenty of value on the Heat. Alex, what's your analysis on this game? I was looking at maybe an over here. Um, you know, generally overs look pretty good when you see teams come back. Um, overall, Miami is a much better team. They're going to be healthy again for the first time possibly all year. Um, the Knicks continue to struggle, but it's a weird schedule spot for Miami. They come up here for one game, then go right back home for another game. So um, lead Miami, thought maybe Miami team total over something like that, maybe a full game over, but you know, not a strong enough lean either way for me to actually make a wager. Well, I'm going to make a wager on this one as well. Joining Chris playing the Heat minus six. I mean, Chris, you pretty much touched on everything I had planned to say as well. But just overall, I mean, the Heat are a better team all around. And a thin Knicks backcourt. Um, I think Kyle Lowry will have a big game tonight. And, and he's a pretty good defensive player as well. So can kind of lock up that backcourt. They just, Miami has an edge in, in everything, including even coaching department. I think um, Eric Spolster is a better coach than Tom Thibodeau, and clearly he coached in the All-Star game. But just all around the different angles uh, that you look at, I just lean towards the heat for everything. And and we've said in the past, like, oh, the Knicks are at home. It's tough to play at Madison Square Garden. You know, that's a hard place to come into. But how many leads have the Knicks blown at Madison Square Garden? Like, that's not really, I don't wow. know. That's yeah, that's not really a huge edge, it seems like, this season. And if there's any team that's going to come into someone else's home court and not care about where they're playing or any stigma around it or anything like that, it's going to be the Miami Heat who kind of have that blue-collar dog mentality. So I will join you in playing the Heat minus six in this one, Chris. Yeah, that, that's a really good point, too, that you made at the end, uh, just about how the Knicks perform, especially towards the end of games. If there's any chance that the Heat are behind in the third quarter of this game, 
just for our listeners, I, I, I would consider a live bet on the Heat. I mean, that that's probably a really good look, a really good value there, because the Knicks just do not finish games. I mean, look at the way that they performed right before the All-Star break, just really, really bad finishes to those games, and they lost most of them right beforehand. So, you know, the Heat, the Heat are a team game to game. I mean, to Alex's point, this is a weird spot for them. But the Heat, even if they're tired and, uh, you know, playing four games in six days, they still show up and play hard. After the All-Star break, I'm sure they're you know, itching to get back out there. So, And Jimmy Butler in the All-Star game didn't look like he wanted to be there or do anything. Did you guys <laughs> notice that? He was hurt. He was definitely not supposed to be out there for very long. I may okay. not have had some Jimmy Butler unders. Oh, well, there you go. Look at you, Alex. Smart. Find some, well, gotta find something to do. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. Chris and I both play on the heat in this one. Minus six. Questions. Thank you for sending those in. Anything on the Raptors Hornets? If you head over to BetUS, you can get the Raptors at minus two right now. That total is 225. Alex, you're kind of giving me one of these. What do we think? The Hornets have been really tough for me. My, my numbers and my model continue to spit out unders, and they continue to find overs time and time again. So I'm just kind of staying away. I wonder if it's just kind of a depth injury thing. I mean, Gordon Hayward's out, and you know, not that you know Cody Martin and Jalen McDaniels and all those guys are really big pieces, but they're depth pieces. So they are mm-hmm. guys who are getting some minutes and stuff. These games have been really hard for me to figure out. Again, Toronto on the road here, so too messy for me. You know, Lean towards Charlotte, though. Yeah, the, this is uh, this is a game that I gave away to my premium customers. I'll just give a lean here. I mean, uh, the Raptors have have scored at will against the Hornets in their two previous games, and um, one of those games was without Van Fleet. You know, Van Fleet coming into this game with a little knee issue, he, he's still supposed to play. Uh, but it, uh, Toronto has a lot of length against the Hornets. I think they just have a lot of advantages down low. Um, you know, the Hornets kind of switched back to to that faster paced style that we saw you know they they kind of took a decline on that in january and tried to play slower and better defense and that has regressed they're still bottom third defense and other third overall in pace the past 15 games so i i, I think that's only going to help a toronto team that's really good in the fast break i would just i would have to lean toronto but i kind of like the toronto team totally even more i mean oh, oh i should state uh, i should say og ananobi is out tonight great player for the uh, great player for the raptors important player but i just think that the raptors have too much length, you know. Players like Chris Boucher, Boucher, will uh, will get out there and and you know he he's been really good shooting over fifty percent. I, I don't love the Raptors' depth, but I think against a team like the Hornets, they can have a lot of success. I would guess Boucher. Of course, I said it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was about to say I'm I don't know how to say that name either, so I won't make fun of you for that. But Alex, thank you. That was that was good. Alex good knows right here. Like. You're good at pronouncing last names that are spelled a little funny and all that. Tennis. My phonetics aren't great. Chris can't say a name to save his life, so we appreciate yeah. you being on the show here. If I was bad at season of tennis, I got like 200 names from countries you don't ever think about rolling around in there. <laughs> yeah, my betting Polo, skills. Maria Camilla, Osorio Serrano, Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. Who else? Oh, all right. We're well, just showing off now, aren't you? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. It is. It's a talent. All right, uh, let's take a look at our best bets for today as Chris tries to uh, practice how to say all these names. It's not working too well. A couple uh, overlapping here. Me and Chris on the Heat and Alex and I on the Spurs. Uh, Then we have overs. 
Chris and the Magic Rockets game. And Alex always needing to put a team total in there. Love it. Playing the Magic team total over 117 and a half. Well, gentlemen, this one was short and sweet today, but it was good to be back with you, Alex. Chris, good to be back with you again. We were together yesterday, but uh, yeah. always good just to see your guys' faces and talk a little hoops. So enjoy your guys' weekend. Go pour a we cocktail. I'm going to yeah. go do that right now. Same. We all are. And yeah. uh, we will see you all next week. Enjoy your weekend.